Welcome to the Casually Normies podcast, a chit-chat where we dive into the real-life stories of young adults in the middle of their adulting journey. I'm your host, Karim Azideni, head of the content at Casually Normies. You won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday normal people just like you share personal stories about their growth, how it has impacted them, and the things they've learned along the way. Grab yourself a drink and let our talk settle in. Hello, hello, normies. Although we're going through really, really tough times and huge losses, we're losing loved ones, jobs, physical, social interaction, we're losing savings and we're losing homes. Let's just take a moment to appreciate what we still have and be grateful for this amazing opportunity called life. Breathe in and breathe out. Now, a crisis can not only be tragic, but also a great opportunity to evolve, change, and grow. Me and Samantha Gordon, a communication expert and a best-selling author of How to Be Zen in a Crisis, are talking how to respond to a crisis, including the current pandemic, and how to remain calm while facing the storm. So thanks for joining in, Samantha. First, congratulations on your book. It was really needed. So can you tell us how do you define being Zen? What does it be what does it mean like being Zen and what does it does it teach us in life? Right. So I wrote this book, How to Be Zen in a Crisis, because I really wanted to be inclusive. So the type of Zen that I'm using when I talk about it in my book is really just the synonym for peace. So that means it has absolutely no relation to religion or (laughs) no matter what your belief is. I really wanted to make sure that everyone had access to being peaceful because it's so important that people get peaceful in order to make the best decisions for their life, especially during a crisis. Yeah, interesting. So how has Zen Life inspired you to write a book and how it do- did change your ways? So I would say it came, writing my book, How to Be Zen in a Crisis, it really came out of my own need to get out of a crisis. So what I discovered is that you really need to get Zen. Because when you're in a place of just terror and chaos and fear, you're not in a position to make the best next decision. And that is so crucial in a crisis to make the best next decision so that you can actually get out of it and not only survive the crisis, but thrive. So really my own journey was just rediscovering my own Zen. I was always a huge proponent of meditation. I've been a yogi for a bajillion years. So, uh, but that kind of all went out the window when I went through a crisis and I really had to rediscover um, how to be Zen and peaceful while going through a horrific life experience. So how has the Zen life inspired you to write your book and change your ways? Right. So writing the book, How to Be Zen in a Crisis, really came out of my own journey. So I really needed to get Zen. 
And the reason for that is because when we're going through a crisis, we need to make sure that we're making the best decisions from a point of peace. So that really inspired me to write my book and just to be Zen. Interesting that people practice uh, Zen style in their daily lives at home, sometimes at the office. How and in what step can we apply Zen in our life and in our daily routine? Right. So I think people can embody Zen in little ways throughout their day. Um, but that's very different from going through a crisis, right? So to get Zen in a crisis during your daily life is a much more thorough process, which is, you know, all of the steps in my book, which is really a lot of self work and self-love and mm -hmm. diving deep into all of those uncomfortable feelings and really analyzing who you are as a person in a relation to your external world. So it's a much more in-depth process, but there are many little self-care ways that you can get Zen throughout the day. But of course, they will just be kind of um, little surface ways to get Zen unless you do that deeper work. But those self-care, they can actually help you get there on your journey. But of course, it's better to <laughs> do the deep dives and make sure that you're really dealing with everything that's going on beneath the surface. But once you've done that, what you can do is focus on meditating. Um, and I have a huge chapter in my book talking about all the ways of self-care once you've already gone through you know, your internal journey. And it can be anything from um, hydrotherapy, which I am a huge proponent of. It's wonderful to start your day or even end your day, depending how if you're a morning person or if you're a night owl. You can really just add cold water immersion therapy into your life, which essentially just means if you're having a shower, you can just have the last three minutes be ice cold. Oh. <laughs> yes. And it's actually very rejuvenating. There's been tons of studies done that show its benefits. And just in my own personal life, uh, it has been fantastic. It's really rejuvenating. And if you want to scream for another reason other than your crisis, it's a great yeah, option. Here you go. Another reason. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's just, a, it's very rejuvenating. And yeah, at first you might not be used to it but your body actually kicks in its adrenaline and you don't feel too cold. Cause I know some people are worried that they, you know, that they'll feel too cold about having an ice cold shower, but as long as you're not doing it for an extended period of time and um, you should be fine. And actually you will feel a lot better in your circulation. Yeah. So So now that people are overwhelmed with being quarantined and stuck at home between housework, office work, they are pressured to work out and be productive. Can you achieve um, Zen without spe spending time like meditating in a very busy lifestyle? So I would say if you have a very busy lifestyle, your number one priority should be to make sure that your head's on straight. So you'll actually be way more productive, way more resilient if you do dedicate some of your time 
to making sure that you're okay. Because once you, you know, are less stressed and more resilient and more focused, you actually end up having way more time to use to do all of your activities, all your work, um, and to complete your busy schedule in a more efficient way. Because once you're coming at your life from a focused point, um, then you're saving a lot of time. So initially, you will have to, you know, dedicate some of your time to meditating. But you know, you can multitask, you know, if you're already having a shower, hopefully you're, you know, taking care of your hygiene already, you have time in the shower to meditate and to be focused and to really think about what direction you want to go in your life and how you can take the opportunities in front of you in a crisis or otherwise and make it work in your favor and just really just redirect your energy from a negative mindset to one of growth and opportunity. Yeah, if you're busy, you know, everyone has the same 24 hours in the day. It's just a matter of prioritizing and prioritizing your mental health is number one because everything flows out of it. True. So due to the coronavirus again, (laughs) people are going through major changes and are being left with uncertainty and fear from the future. What are the most effective ways to calm a racing mind and a racing heart to be and be like firm and still in order to deal with life effectively? Right. So I think all this depth in my book, um, How to Be Zen in a Crisis, that's really the thorough um, process of getting to that point of peace. Um, I do recommend, you know, having the whole process because that is what really will save you in the long run. Just connect to this moment because it's not about, you know, catastrophizing the future and saying, oh, what if this, what if this, what if this? It's like, well, actually... It could be wonderful, too, if you flip around the what ifs to be, well, what if everything is fine? What if, you know, I'm just wasting my time having all these worries, right? It's just, uh, it ends up being just, you know, a useless point of expending your brain in thinking of negative possibilities when really you can just be thinking of positive possibilities and just making sure that you're set up as best you can. And that's remembering that all we have is now and do everything you can in this moment to make you set up for the next moment. Yeah, right. So for the young audience um, out there, why would you advise them to consider choosing a Zen lifestyle or learn about a Zen life? Well, especially for young people, if you can have control of your mental health from a young age, you are really setting yourself up for success. And it's not just about getting peaceful. My whole message is you're getting peaceful so that you can have a better life. And from that point of peace and that point of Zen, you actually are creating a pathway in your brain for resilience, success, and a growth mindset. So your relationships will be so much better. You'll be able to communicate lovingly and clearly with your loved ones so that your relationships will grow and prosper. You'll be able to communicate better with everyone in your life, in your workplace, um, and really just make sure that you're headed towards a great place in your life and that you're happy and that you are utilizing every 
place of um, emotion within your body just to get to a good place instead of, you know, having just fear consume you and kind of spiraling into, you know, maybe not a good path for your life. So it's really all about harnessing your Zen so that you can make the best decisions and live your best life. That's it for this episode from Casually Normies. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Casually Normies. And if you wish to be featured on future episodes of the podcast, just click on the link in the show notes to submit your application.